Hello, everybody, and welcome. We're back today with another edition of Awesome Irish Women from the Past. Here with me on the sofa today are three more incredible ladies. Let's hear it for Queen Maeve of Connacht. For St. Bridget of Kildare. And finally, for the Pirate Queen, Grace O'Malley. Welcome, ladies, and thank you to each and every one of you for being here with us. We've reached into the past and brought you together because our program today is all about... Legends! And every one of you is a true legend. For centuries, you have been remembered and celebrated in stories, songs, and poems. You are mysterious, astounding, and let's face it, a little unbelievable. But today, we want to hear what you have to say. All right then, let's get the party started. Queen Maeve, will you go first? And may I say that you are really rocking the terrifying warrior look today. Lebeda. Okay then, let's hear your story, Maeve. My name is Queen Maeve of Connacht, and I have many stories. I lived in ancient times when Ireland was a place of supernatural wonder, of epic battles, and of great fighters. And of all those fierce fighters, I was the greatest of them all. Anyway, I suppose you want to hear the one about the brown bowl. Everyone likes that one. Well, the whole thing all started one night when I was chatting to Elil. My husband, who's very argumentative and usually wrong. Look, babe, face it, I'm just a lot richer than you. It's okay, you're my wife, I'm happy to share my stuff. What exactly do you mean by that? I mean that now that you're married to me, you're a lot richer than you were before you were married to me. Simples. Well, I thought the cheek of it. My father was the High King of Ireland. I knew I was extremely wealthy, independent of Alil. So we totted up the sums, and lo and behold, we were neck and neck. We had the same amount of wealth. Except... Oh. Look, babe, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. But there is one thing that I have that you don't. And what is that, babe? I have a beautiful and totally amazing white-horned bull. Look at it out there in the field. <laughs> I really don't want to rub it in here, but... He is one good-looking bull. Needless to say, I was disgusted. I needed my own bull, the very best bull that existed in Ireland. And luckily, I knew exactly where to get one. Dear owner of the brown bull of Cooley, Achara, my name is Queen Maeve. You've obviously heard of me. I think that your brown bull would be a wonderful addition to my own herd, and therefore I ask you to give it to me as soon as possible. It's Michelle Amass, Queen Maeve. Well, I sent off my very polite request immediately, assuming that the bull would be sent to me without delay. And then I waited. And waited. And waited. Nothing. Weeks later, I'm not even joking, weeks later, a letter finally arrived. Dear Queen Maeve, thank you for your letter. Sadly, we do not wish to part with our bull, and therefore we cannot agree to give them to you. A thank you for your interest. Kind regards, Dara Machfichna, owner of the Brown Bull of Cooley. Naturally, I was outraged. 
How dare they not give me the bull? Do they not realise what a great honour it is? Do they not know who I am? Of course, Alil thought it was all hilarious, smirking around the castle, saying how he would let me share his bull. Oh, I couldn't bear it. There was only one thing for it. My finest warriors, I have gathered you here, the greatest army in the land, for one reason and one reason only. We must go to Ulster to fight! Excuse me, Queen Maeve, may I ask one question? Fire ahead. Why are we going to Ulster to fight? Why? So we can get the brown bull of Cooley, of course. But why do we have to go and get the brown bull of Cooley? Because I... Want it. Capiche? Okay then, onwards and upwards. Ah, you must be joking. Queen Maeve has only gone and assembled an army. Look out the window there. She's making faces at me now. Wow, she really wants that brown bull, doesn't she? Well, she can't have it. It's mine. The thing is, though, she seems to be taking it. Look, she's leading it away. Ah... Uh, That is unacceptable. I'll have that bull back. Mark my words. Of course, in the end, it wasn't that hard to take the bull. And soon it was back at my castle at Rathcrone. I've named him Podgy. He's quite sweet, really. And honestly, I thought that would be the end of it. All's well that ends well, etc. Darling, not good news, I'm afraid. Turns out the Ulster people are none too pleased with this whole bowl business. They're threatening war. Some people are so touchy. Luckily, it turned out that the Ulster warriors were all out sick. They had some kind of curse put on them. So they only had one warrior, a teenager called Huchulan, to fight us off. <laughs> As if he could hold back my entire army. <laughs> Uh, darling, this Cullen fella is actually quite good, isn't he? Seems to be holding off all of our troops single-handedly. Oh, I hated to admit it, but it was true. Cullen was a dab hand at slingshot and spear. I sent a number of warriors to fight him, including his own stepfather, his foster brother Fergus, his best friend Ferdia, but still Cullen kept going. Well, it all got a bit boring, really. Luckily, though, while everyone was distracted with the fighting, I was able to sneak the brown bull back to Connacht. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> of course, Alil still seemed to think that he had the better bull, so I arranged a fight between my brown bull and Alil's white one. The brown bull won, of course. <laughs> But then the silly creature galloped back to Cooley anyway. I was fairly fed up at this stage and we all decided the whole war thing with Ulster was a bit OTT and made an agreement not to fight again. So, in the end, I think we all learned... That fighting is never the answer. No, we all learned that I am better than Alil. (laughs) Obviously. Well, that's quite an epic tale, Maeve. Now, next up is St. Bridget of Kildare, who's come all the way from the 5th century AD. Tell us your story, Bridget. 
My name is Bridget. Some people call me Saint Bridget or Bridget of Kildare. I answer to both. (laughs) Anyway, I was born in the county of Louth. My mother was a slave and my father was a chieftain of Leinster. I too was born into slavery. It was a difficult life. Our master was a cruel druid. He was greedy and would curse any and all of those he found his pleasure with. But I learned early on from my mother, a Christian, that I should not go the way of darkness, that I should follow the light to live my life with kindness. So I tried as best I could to help those less fortunate than myself. And when I was about 10 years old, I returned to the chieftain, Duch. He allowed me to earn my keep as a maid in the house. I worked for many years, and although I tried to do my duty, I often got into trouble. Bridget, where is the butter? It was here in the store and you were the last person in. Well, the thing is, there was a beggar man and he had his young son with him, barely able to walk with the hunger. They live across the valley and he came in search of food and I thought, well, I thought... You did not think, Bridget. You gave the man the butter. The butter that belongs to this household. To Duach, the chieftain who kindly gives you shelter. We have so much here, I thought that perhaps... We could afford to help. Bridget, I covered for you when you gave away the last of the bread. I covered for you when you offered the harpist one of the rugs from the Great Hall. And I covered for you when you gave broth to the sick old woman who roams the hills. I cannot and will not cover for you now. I'm going to tell Duach and he will see what is to be done. Please, Eilish, no. Bridget, Eilish has told me of your disobedient, presumptuous behaviour and I am deeply disappointed in you. I am sorry, Duch, that I have displeased you. I really do not understand you and I can only guess that you wish to leave my household and are searching for a way to be sent away. No, I do not wish to be sent away. Please. Silence. I found another place for you. There is an honourable man I know... He has heard of your beauty and wishes to marry you. I wish to become a nun. I never want to marry anyone. Please, I ask you, please, do not make me marry this man. You will do as I say, Bridget. Please return to your work. I was so distressed that I stayed awake almost every night before the wedding. All I could do was pray that I could somehow be spared. And one morning, something miraculous happened. Good morning, Ailish. Bridget, you scared me. Have you seen yourself in a mirror? What's wrong with your face? Something wonderful had happened. I had developed the pox on one side of my face, taking away my beauty. As you can imagine, I was delighted. This meant one thing and one thing only. No one would want to marry me now. Duach wanted to be rid of me, so he finally granted my wish to become a nun. Now, 
all I needed was some land so that I could open a monastery. You must be joking. I mean, you can't really expect me, the King of Leinster, to give you, Bridget, or whatever your name is, some land for nothing. I'm not joking. I would like to ask you to grant me some land. Please. <laughs> You're the hooch, you know that? <laughs> Seriously, though, why would I want to do that? Well? Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you some land. Really? Oh, thank you. See that cloak that you're wearing? I'll give you as much land as that cloak covers. Uh, right, uh, okay. You'll never guess what I heard. Bridget, who used to work here, has just got herself enough land to build a monastery. She has not. No, really, it's true. The King of Leinster has given her enough land to build a monastery. And you'll never believe how it happened. Go on. Well, I heard from Sean, who heard from Cochleen, who said that she knew someone who was there and that they said that the King of Leinster offered Bridget only as much land as her cloak would cover, right? And she says, fine, and goes outside with the cloak. And that's when it gets really weird, right? She puts the cloak on the ground and before you know it, it starts to grow and grow and soon it's covering acres and acres. The king was stuck then. He had to give her the land. But that's a miracle. Yeah, that's what I said. And so I built my monastery. I became the abbess and worked closely with my good friend Patrick, who you might know as Saint Patrick. Together, we brought Christianity to Ireland. And that's about it, really. Bridget, hang on. What they said about the cloak, did it really happen that way? Well, there are many things said about me. In some stories, I am a pagan goddess who became a Christian saint and I perform miracles and cures. In other stories... I am simply an abbess who had great power in the church and gave a home to women who might have nowhere else to go. There are many stories about me, but I'll leave it up to you to decide which ones are true. Thank you for speaking with us today. Okay, it's time now to hear from our final guest of the evening. Grace, it's great to have you here. Now do tell us, where does it all begin? Well, Dan, do you know what? I'm going to call you Donal. Well, that's not my name, but sure. My name is Grace O'Malley, and I was born in 1530 in the west of Ireland. I'm sometimes called Grania Whale, but we'll get to that later. My clan, the O'Malley's, were one of the great seafaring families of Ireland. And since I was old enough to talk, I asked my father to bring me on board one of his sea expeditions. It was all I wanted. Oh, please, Dad. Please, 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 please. The answer is no, Grace. It was no yesterday, it was no last week, and it will still be no tomorrow. But I'm well able to go out in the boat, Dad. I'd be so careful, I promise. Look, pet, the sea is no place for a girl. You're too delicate. But 
But I'm stronger than all my brothers. And that's a fact. So you need a better excuse than that. Well, uh, it's because... uh, See? See? You can't think of anything. It's because of your hair. My hair? What's wrong with my hair? There's nothing wrong with your hair at all. You've lovely long hair, but it would be a problem on the boat. Why? Because it would get caught in the sails, of course. Right. So, if it wasn't for my long hair, I could go out in the boat? Exactly. Now, go help your mam with the dinner, will you? I was left with no option. The next day, I came down to breakfast, as usual. Grace! What on earth have you done to your lovely hair? It's all gone. Well, you said if I didn't have long hair that I could go out in the boat, so I suppose I can go out in the boat now. Oh, give me strength. So that's how I earned the name Grania Whale, which means balder, short-haired Grace. So everyone knows that I became the most respected pirate around Ireland. They didn't call me the Pirate Queen for nothing. So there are many stories I could tell you, but I suppose I'll just choose a favourite one of mine. It happened around 1575, on a day when we were sailing back home from a particularly tough few weeks at sea. Grace, the lads are wrecked. Do you think we could stop off somewhere for the night? It'd be great to stay somewhere on dry land. Ah, you're right. We could all do with a break. You know, I think we should nip in here to this fishing village on the coast of Dublin. Hoth. I know the St Lawrence family there, and they can sort us out with dinner. Great stuff. Lads, we're heading to shore for dinner. So, everything's going grand. We leave the boat, head up towards Hoth Castle, dead on our feet, and I knock on the door. No answer, so I knock again. No answer. Now, at this stage, my crew and I are really hungry. We're really tired, and we're all just thinking, what is the story with these guys at Hoth Castle? Like, I'm Grace O'Malley, do you know what I mean? I don't like to bang on about it, but I'm the Pirate Queen. So we knock again. Hello, can I help you? Myself and my crew here need food and lodgings for the night. I'm Grace O'Malley, the Pirate Queen. Miss O'Malley, yes. I'm afraid the St Lawrence family are currently at dinner themselves, and so they won't be able to accommodate you or your crew. You what? You do realise that as I'm the wife of a chieftain, the St. Lawrence family are obliged to give me food and lodgings. It's the custom. Yes, I understand that it may be the custom in your part of the world, but here inside the Pale of Dublin, we have different customs, and we do not disturb the Lord and his family when they are dining. I do apologise. Now at this point, I'll be honest, I'm about to lose the head. I try to explain to the servant fella that he's making a big mistake, but he's having none of it. So in the end, I just leave, and the crew and I are raging. We make our way down to the shore, because we've no option really, but to stay on the ships. And that's when we run into this little fella playing on the beach. Hello! Hello! 
I'm building a sand castle. Good for you, kid. I'm about to burn down a castle. Oh, I, I live in a castle up there. Hoth Castle. Oh, do you now? And who might you be then? My name is Christopher. Lord Hoth is my grandfather. Oh, Christopher. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to meet you, buddy. Do you like adventures? I love adventures. Ah, but maybe you're not brave enough. I'm brave. I'm very brave. Everyone says so. Hmm. But would you be brave enough to come for a spin in my ship with me? Well, will I be back before bedtime? Ah, maybe it's best we find another boy to come on this adventure. You seem a bit nervous. No, I can come. Great. Let's get going then, Christopher. Adventure awaits. Of course we didn't get Christopher back in time for bed. Instead, we brought him to Clue Bay. Hilarious! And it served that Lord Hoth right. Turning me and my poor crew away like that. The cheek of it. And then, of course, Lord Hoth starts freaking out, writing me letters. Dear Grace O'Malley, Firstly, I'd like to apologise for not inviting you and your crew in the other night. Thing is, I've been quite under the weather for the last couple of weeks, and I had a bit of a cold that evening. I really wasn't up to entertaining guests. I do hope you understand. Anyway, uh, just about my grandson, Christopher. It would be excellent if you could send him back immediately. Many thanks, Lord Hoth. Dear Grace O'Malley, not sure if you got my last letter, just following up on a little request that you return Christopher to us. We're quite fond of him, actually. I'm happy to send gold. Kind regards, Lord Hoth. P.S. I've always been a huge fan of yours. Love your work. Grace O'Malley Achara. Impium art magarvach esquile seer, ta bron orum fwini hahana, agus gialim nach darloch se orish, is Michelemas, Lord Hoth. Grace O'Malley, I'm really upset now. I already said sorry about the other night. I demand that you send Christopher back. I'm sending one of my ships to come and get him right now. Yours sincerely, Lord Hoth. Lord Hoth, Achara, chill, dude. I got your letters. Christopher is grand, and we've no plans of keeping him here much longer. I'd be fairly glad to be shut of him. He talks too much. Now, I do not want your gold or any more apologies. I have one demand, and one demand only, which must be met. You must promise me that from now on, whenever dinner is being served, the doors of Hoth Castle will be kept open for guests forevermore. Ismisha, Grace O'Malley, a.k.a. Granuel. You know, I do believe... They still set a place for me at Hoth Castle, even after all this time. <laughs> You're a hoot, Grace, you really are. 
I'm afraid that wraps it up for today, folks. I would like to thank each of our incredible legends for being here today. Here's to the Celtic Queen Maeve of Connacht. <laughs> to the Abbas with the most S, St. Bridget of Kildare. And of course, to our pirate queen, Grace O'Malley. We'll be back next week with three more awesome Irish women from the past who each shine in their own way. I'll be here with the stars, Catherine Hayes, Mariah Edgeworth, and Peg Woofington. Don't miss it. This program was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee.